Welcome to the Good Neighbors NWA podcast. I'm your host, Corey Stocks. Our mission with this podcast is to highlight individuals and organizations of Northwest Arkansas who are giving of their time and resources to help others in our community. They're leading by example and taking action to assist those in need. These are your Good Neighbors NWA. Good morning. I'm your host, Corey Stocks, and this is Good Neighbors NWA. I'm here today with Scott Rampey with the Rampey MS Research Foundation. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for coming today. Thank you for having me. Those of our listeners who are not familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, my wife and I, uh, Joe, uh, and I have lived here since 2004, so we've been here 15 or so years. And uh, in 2011, we started the Rampey MS Research Foundation. Okay. Uh, not sure at the time of that year that we knew we were going to be starting the foundation, but we just had an opportunity where we had always been uh, grassroots fundraisers for the National MS Society. And uh, we had always had in the back of the mind, maybe someday we'll start a foundation. But mm-hmm. in 2011, Joe did a triathlon uh, right here in Bentonville, and it was a, supposed to be a private thing with just her and I. And by the time she did a triathlon, it was on Labor Day of 2011. And many of my friends got involved and showed up that morning to oh, cheer wow. her on. And there was probably 300 people at the pool, my goodness. of which she thought it was just going to be her and I yeah, and a few people. And it became really just uh, a grassroots effort put on by friends of ours. And at the end of the race, when she crossed the finish line, uh, my daughter had helped raise $1,000 to be the seed money that we started the foundation with in 2011. There was nine families that donated money. And we gave Joe a check for a thousand bucks. And that was kind of how we started writing the articles and the uh, things you have to do to establish a foundation. Yes. And from there, the, the rest is history. Well, that's fantastic. So she had quite a, a group cheering her on that she didn't expect. Yeah, expect she didn't expect. When she showed up that morning, she's like, well, we can't do the triathlon. There's something going on at the pool. And I said, well, you're going on at the pool. You're, yeah. They're here for you. <laughs> and uh, there was, uh, I think KNWA was there. And, uh you know, news stations were putting cameras in her face at five thirty in the morning. So it was, oh, wow. she pretty quickly realized, oh boy, this is going to be a special day. It's turned into quite an event. Then, yeah, huh? and it's just uh, you know the friends that helped put that on uh, did it in a matter of a few weeks. And so afterwards, in retrospect, we were like, man, if we can do this in a few weeks, what could we do if we planned an event over a year? Yes. And so that's how 2012 was the first annual uh, Tri-Fest for MS, and uh, it, it came out of that event that Joe did. Have you always been athletic and into uh, yeah yeah pretty much been athletic my whole career I had a football career a basketball track uh, background in college and mm-hmm. Joe was a volleyball uh, player and, and track athlete in college so we always kind of pursued the uh, fitness lifestyle and her having MS in 2011 she has relapsing remitting MS which okay. is probably the most popular form of the disease and all that means is that she has periods where her health is very good and she has periods where it's not so great and so in 2011 she was having a great uh, uh, period of health and she saw me and my friends doing triathlons and how much fun we had and she said yeah, i think i'd like to do a triathlon will you help me you know do this and i'm like yeah sure love to and she's like well she didn't she wasn't a swimmer so she had to learn to swim in about three weeks and that was interesting oh just to see her <laughs> take that on and, and tackle that challenge but yeah we've always been in the uh athletic mindset, I guess. Fantastic. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about the Research Foundation. What is the the primary mission? Obviously, it has to do with uh, MS uh, research. 
uh, what is is kind of the focus there? Kind of the, the primary mission of the foundation and all the events we do is to put dollars in the hands of researchers that mm-hmm. we think can uh, change the trajectory of a, a cure for MS. Okay. And so, you know, our previous life, we raised a lot of money through uh, organizations, but there seemed to be a little bit of a a long path for those dollars to get to the actual people in the labs trying to figure out how to cure the disease. And so when we said we'd like to start our own foundation, we wanted to kind of close that gap so that money raised goes directly to researchers. So Mm -hmm. in 2012, we partnered with UMS in Little Rock. Okay. And so the university was very uh, open to us giving dollars directly to researchers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's kind of the, the main emphasis of what we do as a foundation. We try to raise dollars, and now at UMS, we support about 20% of their budget uh, for the lab down there that uh, Dr. Paul Drew and Dr. Patty White uh, spearhead. And so they're the best researchers in the state of Arkansas, and we've supported them since 2012. And in 2020, we will actually go outside of the state and support a new doctor at Northwestern up in Evanston, Illinois. Yes. And... Uh, We've kind of evolved a little bit. Well, the doctors in, at UMS and Little Rock, we've gotten to know them so well that they now uh, form our medical board. And so they're recommending to us as a foundation, here's the doctors that we would support if we had dollars, you know, the, the best in their industry, really. Mm-hmm. And so they gave us a pool of about five uh, folks to consider for 2020. And it was really hard because any five of them are, you know, the best in class across the country for MS research. And our board decided to reward uh, Dr. Brian Popko. He's going to be with Northwestern starting January 1st. And uh, it's just a cool model that the money we raise goes directly to researchers. Um, in, a lot of t- in a lot of cases, the researchers will come down to the events that we have and, you know, people to do the triathlon or the races that we put on, you know, see a face of the money they're raising for. It's not just a far off distance. They exactly. don't know who the money yeah. is going to. They actually receive a medal from the person that's uh, benefiting. From oh, that's very cool. So it's kind of a cool, that's kind of a cool model from that perspective. It really is. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, did people just here in Northwest Arkansas participate? Did people come from all over to do the, the events? They, they come from all over. We've had as many as 25 states re- represented here. Oh, wow. For um, probably as little as 20 states represented. Um, probably about 80 to 85% of the people come mostly from the, the state of Arkansas, um, but all those other states are represented too. It's over Labor Day weekend, so I feel like you know folks are traveling here to see families anyway. Okay. So a lot of times I think they see there's a triathlon festival going on, so they sign up. Um, so I, I think we get the benefit of that just because we're kind of a, a travel destination now anymore. How do you people go about home. advertising the event and getting word out? Well, in the early years, we, we did a lot more marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, we put ads in uh, triathlon endurance magazines around the country. Um, lately, we haven't done as much of that. Our advertising more and our marketing is more localized because the event now has sold out over the last three or four years. So once registration um, launches, which will launch again for uh, next year in February, March. Okay. It's kind of a time when it launches. It, it'll, it'll sell out pretty fast. So by the time we get to uh, race time, September 4th, 5th, and 6th of next year, mm-hmm. we'll probably be sold out within a week or two of the of Oh, wow. Race. So that's kind of a, a good problem to have and also a bad problem to have because there's people that just, you know, want to do the race that don't get yeah. in. Um, but we're, I guess we've trained people now to not wait to register. How many participants do you allow? Last year we had uh, 1,500 timing chips 
Um, so it's about 1,300 folks. We have some people do multiple races. Okay. Um, but 1,500 timing chips for a triathlon is uh, quite a large triathlon. And that many people, that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Um, so for listeners, um, be prepared. Uh, coming up in February, whenever that opens, you'll want to be sure and, uh, and be aware of what's going on so that uh, you'll have the opportunity to, to take part in that before, uh, before the slots fill up. Are you looking to expand the the triathlon, the events, and the every, reach? Every year, last year we moved transition uh, at the triathlon. That allowed us to get about a hundred and some more people in the okay. race. Um, we have the race at Tibetanville Park Pool, a Memorial Park Pool, mm-hmm. and because of the pool swim, we're somewhat limited just by the number that we can grow every year. Um, because we have a you know partnership with the city, and they allow us to close roads and have bikers on the roads for a certain amount of time. And so we're limited by how much we can grow. But every year we try to tweak, tweak the, the race format a little bit um, just to allow more racers uh, to get involved. I think this year we're going to move the – we have a pro elite uh, division, which are basically just the, the highest class athlete mm-hmm. uh, for a triathlon. We're going to move them from Sunday to Saturday. So bowl race and the Saturday race, and that will allow us to have more uh, age groupers as well as normal – uh, triathlete is called that's what we're called okay this normal folks um and so we should have allowed that should allow us to have more folks on sunday do the race probably 50 to 75 more people uh, can do the race on sunday that normally wouldn't be able to excellent so within the parameters that the city allows you are able to include as, as many people yeah. as possible yeah, we're, every year we're trying to you know push that envelope to the max amount of time that allows us to be on the roads. And the city's awesome. They're really good over the years. They've just been an amazing partner for us. We, we sit down very early in the year with mm-hmm. the, uh, with the police and the, uh, the city and kind of orchestrate what we'd like to do and make sure they're partners in the process. And Fantastic. so far we've had a pretty good run with, uh, and when does that event out. take place? Uh, the the ninth annual Trackfest for Mess will take place September fourth, fifth, and sixth. It's the Friday, Saturday, Sunday before Labor Day of okay. next year. Great. So that's your your main event every year. Do you have any other events or, or things that you do? The we, we do. We've uh, added a couple events. Uh, last year we added two events. Uh, Aaron uh, Edminster, our uh, director and development of events, okay. added these two events. We have a splash and dash for kids that she uh, spearheaded, and it actually happens at the same pool. Mm-hmm. And so that's for little kids. Um, and, and I think we had 120 kids do it last year. It was our first year of doing it. Uh, and then, then, so we also added open water swim out at uh, Beaver Lake. It was a beautiful lake to swim in. So yeah. we've always wanted to have a triathlon there, but it's a little challenging with the hills and the, uh, the elevation around the, the water. But for an open water swim, it's ideal. So we'll have those two of the same events uh, this year, too. Fantastic. Or next year. Yeah. About how many um, participants? Um, we're anticipating for the splash and dash, we'll probably have a couple hundred kids do it. Mm-hmm. And then for the open water swim, we're anticipating probably a couple hundred there too. Excellent. And sign-ups for those? The uh, kids splash and dash will be June 26th and registration will open about April 19th. So look for that on our Facebook page or check back at our website about that time. And then the uh, Tripass open water swim out of Beaver Lake will be Saturday, July 25th and registration will open on that about the same time, April 19th. So okay. you can go to researchms.org 
and you can register for those two events on our own website, whereas the triathlon, you have to register on I Am Athlete. Very good. Um, so for our listeners who are either interested in, in participating or um, you know donating to your cause, um, what is the preferred method that someone contacts you to become a part of that? Well, wow, there's there's so many ways to get involved with the organization. The, the best way, if you just want to follow us on Facebook, is probably the, the first line of defense to just get connected with us. But you can go to our Facebook page, Ramp BMS Research Foundation. Um, the second way is uh, in 2014, we started an endurance uh, fundraising club. And it started out of uh, really one of the elite pros challenged me to, to race with her throughout the year and raise money. And so the first year we did that and 14 other people joined us. And so now we have a, a triathlon club, a fundraising club. And so people can join that club. And if they want to you know, do the sport of triathlon and, and help us raise money, um, they can join uh, TEMC. It's the uh, you know, Team Endurance Multisport Club. Okay. And you can sign up for that right on our website at, at, at researchms.org. And you can sign up as a fundraising member where you actually raise money. Or you can sign up as a club member where you just join the club and get the benefits of joining a club to work out and train and do races with folks. And this year we had 117-ish uh, folks, like 112 people do that. And this year we're expecting 120 or more. That's amazing. Um, and we raised $70,000 last year. Just the team. Wow. Just the team, which is an amazing um, amount, of, amount of money. It's almost it's almost on par now with how much money we raised from the TriFest. And so that's why we're always looking for research doctors because sure. we have these two revenue pools that are feeding research dollars. So um, that's two ways people can get involved um, through TMMC or they can just volunteer. When we do the TriFest every year, we have for the weekend probably 300 to 350 volunteers that we have to you know, sign up every year just to man the I races. can imagine for a triathlon that you need a lot and of people directing say, traffic. Uh, it's probably the most stressful part of the putting on yeah. the race and just making <laughs> sure you have people in the right spots because, you know, you have people on bikes, on roads and cars, and uh, it can be dangerous if you don't have the right amount of folks, you know, with coverage out there. And so, you know, every year we're scrambling to make sure we have enough volunteers. And so you can uh, sign up again on our, red, on our website um, at researchms.org or... Later in the year, we typically will post uh, a Sign Up Genius. Or we'll post that out there on our Facebook page so people can sign up in, in time for the race. Fantastic. Well, I can imagine that here in Northwest Arkansas is a, a premier place to host a, a triathlon um, with the the biking trails that we have. And I know that uh, the biking is becoming more and more popular. Northwest Arkansas is becoming nationally recognized for their, yes. their biking trails. Um, like you mentioned, we've got you know, Beaver Lake and we've got pools and stuff with, uh, that you're able to take advantage of. Um, and, you know, the trails are good for running and is biking as well. Sure. So um, I can imagine that, that that really helps with just the, the sheer number of people in our area that are involved in those activities yeah. that want to participate. I think that's a really a big reason why our race has grown so much and done um, so well over the years because we have – Families come from all over the country, mm -hmm. and you know Bentonville is a destination now for tourism. And I think if a family can come here and do a triathlon with their family for the weekend, and then there's things to do after the triathlon, I think that's just really made Bentonville very attractive for families that want to do a triathlon on the weekend. We have some 
families. I can think about family down in Tennessee. They've, they've been coming here since 2012. And now when they come, they bring their friends and other family members. And they're up to about, you know, 12, 12 folks that come every year from Tennessee. And they say that very reason why they, why they come because they can do a triathlon as a family, mm-hmm. you know, kids to adults. And afterwards, there's other things to do uh, in the city to, to keep them entertained. So that's a good. That is good this uh, for us. exactly uh, Northwest Arkansas is is such a great place, and uh, I would, you know, not if I weren't from uh, Northwest Arkansas or lived in Northwest Arkansas, you know, I would think as far as the triathlon, you would need to go to a, a larger metropolitan area like a, a Dallas or a, yeah. you know Oklahoma City or something along those lines. Um, to, to be triathlons right, right in town. So, I mean, I think that helps too because most triathlons, like you say, they're out in the country or they're out in the middle of nowhere where there's a lake and, you know, the general spectator or the, you know, the person who wants to watch this just can't see it easily. And so the fact that we're here in town and spectators are able to see it easily, it's very common for someone to go to the race, watch it, or, you know, supporting their wife or a wife supporting their husband or kids or what have you. And the next year, well, I, I went last year and watched my wife, and I was like, well, I can do this. Yeah. And so then they sign up, whereas the traditional triathlon are so early out in the middle of nowhere where there's a lake uh, that's hard to get to. I think that just limits people's exposure to the sport, and it's an awesome sport. I'm glad you brought up that point for someone who may not necessarily be interested in participating but would like to support and be a, a spectator of it. Um, I assume you have people you know, lying the streets around Bentonville watching the the running and yeah. the biking. Or- yeah, I, uh, every year I hope we get more um, of Bentonville out to watch the race because we do line the streets very safely with uh, partitions and hay bales and we make it very safe for people to come out and watch these racers. And we have racers, like I said, that are you know pro-level uh, triathletes uh, all the way to paratriathletes, which are paratriathletes or someone – doing the race with some type of neurological challenge, which MS falls in that category. Sure. So there's all levels of people to uh, view it. And uh, it's just a, a great setting to have folks come out and watch those uh, racers. To see someone ride their bike, you know, 25 plus miles an hour. That's pretty impressive. That is. <laughs> yes. As, um, so is there a, a map? On your website where people can see yeah, where once, it's going to come? Uh, it's not up yet, but once we uh, start registration, uh, we're usually a little late in the year because we'll change the maps every year for mm-hmm. the race. Um, we'll post that uh, probably in the July time frame, hopefully, is when we'll get our new maps up. So somebody can go on there and figure out where's the best spot for them to yeah, go exactly. stand and exactly. be able to watch whatever section they want. On Sunday, we do a crazy format. It's called an F1 format, and they're not done a lot around here. We do mostly traditional triathlons around this part of the world, but for on Sunday's race, it's an F1 format, which is a swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run. So we just kind of break up the normal format. Okay. And so someone that comes to the race, normally, back to that scenario where they're out at a lake somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, they may see their loved one go in the water and come out, but never see him again yeah. across the finish line. On the Sunday format, they're going to see their their friend or their family, their loved one, you know, multiple times, six, seven times throughout the day because they start in the pool, they come out of the pool, they get on their bike, they come back from the bike, they do the run, they come back from the run, they go back to the pool, they do another swim, they get out of the pool again, they go back to the bike. 
So it ends up long. being the same overall distance. It's just broken down into it's, it's smaller just, it's, it's like two sprints back to back. Okay. How we uh, kind of classify it. So yeah. it's Olympic distance in total, but it's like two sprints back to back. It's That's interesting. So and we've done that since the beginning, and and uh, people just love that format. It's a lot. It's very challenging, um, but yeah, it's kind of a unique. But you don't need as, as much of a an area for it to no, cover. yeah, you don't need as much of an area because you know you're just stretching you know 26 miles into you know 13 miles mm-hmm. instead of twice. Very interesting. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to share with us this morning. And uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap it up? I would just uh, tell the Bentonville community, Northwest Arkansas community in general, thank you for all their support over the years. We can't do what we do um, without the sponsors. Um, we didn't touch enough on what the sponsors help us do. Basically, the sponsors that we have, and most of our sponsors have been with us since the start, um, they underwrite the, the cost for us to put on the triathlon. Okay. The triathlons are very expensive. They don't organize and actually execute and put on. And the money they give us as a sponsorship basically helps us run the triathlon. So all the registration dollars that we take in from someone doing the race, uh, we say 100%, 95, 100% of those dollars we can earmark to research, which is a really, really cool model. So we try to uh, keep our sponsorship relationship really solid and, and the same every year. And, uh, you know, just allow us to continue to fund researchers around the country to, to help cure this disease. That's wonderful. I'm glad you brought up that point uh, for you know 95 to 100 percent of the the dollars to be earmarked to uh, to research. I, I implore anyone that's looking to uh, donate to a worthy cause that you do the research to find out you know how much of my of my dollar is actually going towards the purpose that I I want it to go towards and uh, and you know find a cause like like yours that is um, is efficient to uh, be able to to get as much of that dollar and make it stretch as far as possible. So yeah. it's a, it's a really cool thing. We're starting to get to the point where we're giving, you know, next year we'll give $125,000 to research. And so you start doing that on an annual basis. So we're going to re- be signing up the best researchers in the U S and donating that kind of money to them every year. That's year amazing. And so we're planting seeds of research all around the country and hopefully uh, in my lifetime, we'll see a cure for this. Yeah, you've not even doing this for a full decade. No, yet. no. Um, so imagine what another decade or two, right? Where how good, how much good we could do, and uh, and how many people you know would be impacted by that. That's It'll be amazing to see. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Scott. Right, I appreciate you. your time appreciate today. It. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this time. If you would like to learn more about the Rampy MS Research Foundation, reach out to Scott and his team and see how you could help out and join in the, uh, the event. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you heard something today that touched your heart, we encourage you to take action and help support your good neighbors. Let's all do our part to continue making Northwest Arkansas one of the best places to live, learn, and grow. Please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Good Neighbors NWA. We have many more Good Neighbors to come, so please check out our other episodes and don't forget to subscribe to the Good Neighbors NWA podcast.